How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's go suck some toes. What's up, everyone? Hello. We have made it to episode 25 of the Pilsner Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Who would have thought that 25 weeks ago we'd still be doing this? You know, the next week will be six months. If my math is uh, correct, which it probably isn't. Yeah, maybe. 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, that's true. Um, You're back. I'm back. Side. We are Back for ooh, little crackly, hot mic. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I am back from the great beyond, which is all over, right? Yeah, that's true. I uh, spent uh, some wonderful days in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Albuquerque, and then uh, most recently spent uh, the last two nights in Des Moines, Iowa. You were in Des Moines last night? Yeah, I was. Okay. What the hell are you doing there? More work? Uh, yeah, we had like so, an annual training refresher thing that we have to go do for a couple days. Okay, cool. Yeah. No. Uh, how's Iowa? Uh, it was Iowa. Still wooden road signs? Oh, yeah. We didn't even get, like, last year I went to a meeting and we got to go, like, downtown Des Moines. And that's a was pretty cool area. They had some a couple breweries we went to and stuff. But, like, we're out in the suburbs for, like, that's, like, where our home office is. So, you know, I saw the Staybridge Hotel, and we went to uh, a sports bar called Rookies last night for dinner. And Is it the same Rookies, like, same branches in, like, Brookings and Sioux Falls? Uh, that's a strong possibility. Yeah, I didn't know they franchised. I bet it is, though. I bet it is. I no. thought they had just two locations. And I think they closed the one in Sioux Falls. It used to be a comedy club. We went, oh, yeah. We went to a place called Biagi's on Tuesday night, too. That was a little more, a little more upscale. So <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's like a fine Italian restaurant. Oh, so they had some Summit Saga. That was their IPA that they had. It seems like that's what everybody has. Right. Uh, like I said, I was at a wedding a while ago, and they had Summit EPA was the only craft beer there. I'm like, EPAs, really? Yeah, I like the EPAs, though. They're not terrible, but the, the Saga is way better. And then uh, a lot of Blue Moon in the cooler or in the, you know, they, we had like a back dining room reserve, so like the waiter or the bartenders were like at a serving table with like buckets of, you know, or like big serving trays of beer in like tubs. And uh, so there's lots of Blue Moon in there. There were some Stellas in there, and then then a few Coors Lights and stuff. But a lot of the a lot of the company staff seems to be either Blue Moon drinkers or uh, hard liquor drinkers. Where do you pick up Blue Moon? I don't know. Most reputable liquor stores would carry it. I'd imagine. No, I mean, the, where do you develop the taste for it? Oh, Blue Moon is. Ugh. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of. I don't mind wheat beers, but um, 
I, they like congest me. Like my nose, my sinuses plug up real bad when I drink it. So I don't know if I have a. I just don't like bread tasting beers. Yeah. You actually can taste the wheat in them. Like it's got yeah. a strong, real taste. What it is like, you know how some beers are like they've got a citrusy aroma, but it's not overpowering. No, it's just a little hint of it. Wheat is straight up wheat. What's that awfully clear beer you're drinking over there? Mick Ultra. That's what I was kind of wondering if it was. We were working last night, so people come over. I have to buy what they want. What were you working on? Putting a toilet in down here. Ah. Is yeah. It, is it functioning now? No, it doesn't work, and oh. we ordered a new one today. Oh, okay. We found out the old toilet isn't going to work in the new hole. Ah, interesting. So that thing's going out on the curb. Interesting. Or, is it, day? though? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I My, brought back. Uh, I'm trying to down mine. <laughs> so you can open one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Tempter IPA from Telluride Brewing Company. Uh, brewed high at eight thousand seven hundred fifty feet. Brewed high. <laughs> uh, brewed in Canada by Telluride Brewing Company, Telluride, Colorado. Uh, named after one of the most epic backcountry ski runs in the Rockies. This American IPA tempts you to dive into boldness. Deep flavors are created by balancing rich malts with robust hops. So good it takes you out of bounds. Cheers. Chris Fish, brewmaster, co-owner. Snow melt, malted barley, American hops, yeast. All right. Let's try it one second. Was the Citra in town here? The, I see you brought some Surly Citra. Um, no, I picked that up in Wyndham. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's pretty good for a standard IPA. Yeah, it is pretty. I mean, I, I could drink that. Where's our list at? Right our here. rating scale. I would give this, I'm giving Tempter IPA from Telluride Brewing, a three, a solid, solid as a rock. I was looking for the... They should have named number two a solid. I was looking for the alcohol content. Don't see it on here. That's too bad. Um... I would Maybe actually, there's none. Drink all of them and find out. I would actually go a little bit higher. I think I would go a 3.5. Mm, good on this one. I'm going to let it sit. Maybe I'll just halfway through. Yeah. This, uh, so I forgot when the when, yeah, I, so I left on a Thursday and Wednesday night I was going to go pick up some beers when I was in Albuquerque yet. And, uh, I forgot because I was trying to get my stuff together and everything packed and get going so when i got into colorado then i got into like i knew it was gonna be like the last decent sized town i was gonna be going through for a couple hundred miles so i stopped in at, at the liquor store and they didn't have a big selection of craft stuff but they had a fair amount so i picked up this one and, and one other one that i'll bring next week so is coors pretty prevalent out there like that's the whole bit is it's Coors was the big beer out there well, for a Well, I guess while. I didn't hang out much in Colorado. You know, I just drove through, but... Yeah. Um, That's their bit, right? Like Rocky Mountain something? Yeah, I suppose. 
you know, they probably brewed in the Rockies. They probably drink Coors like we drink shells. Maybe I don't know. No, I just mean like, is that like? Well, do they don't they have like Coors Stadium out there and all that? Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Coors is kind of the big one out there. Yeah. Even are. though, sorry. Wow. Let's we'll have to fix that later. Not tonight. Um, even <laughs> though. Uh, I mean, their craft beer scene is insane. Out right, there. it is very good out there. They uh, have you seen the show Beerland on Viceland? I have not. It's this chick. She just she goes around and shows you like all these brewing things, like all these like people that brew beer in their backyards. Like you know, she just finds out what's happening in what certain area of the United States. Yeah, it's. And, like, she knows her stuff. She created a brewery when she was, like, 21, and, like, by the time she was, like, 25, it's this huge operation. I got to get the name of it. But Speaking yeah. of people <clears throat> creating things when they were young, remember last week Andy made the comment about the the guy cre- uh, building the studio or radio station in his basement when he was, like, 14? Yeah. And the FCC coming and shutting it down? Yeah. I, by chance, happened to listen to that podcast on my way home, and they were, like, talking about this, I'm like... I heard this story somewhere before. Where did I hear it? And remembering that, that Andy. So it's uh, <laughs> Monster, I think, was the name of the podcast. The Monster of Atlanta or something like that. Okay, yeah. So. Right on. So, anyway, that's my flashback. Dude, you are wiped week. out. I can tell your energy is <laughs> on a lower level right now. It's been a long few weeks. Yeah, so. I can imagine. You are road heavy right now. I bet you just want to be at home. I couldn't wait to come see you, Tim. I believe it. I don't think you're lying. <laughs> um, okay, so let's do one story tonight, and then let's get to a call. Um, let's jump out to the biggest one, I think, of the week. Alex Smith has been traded to Washington. I heard that. He might have heard a little bit about I that. might have heard a little bit about that. Kirk Cousins out of a job currently. Yep. Um... Do you think, like, I don't really care about this story as a whole, but I'm just curious, do you think, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think Roger Goodell is pissed off that they did this this week during Super Bowl week when everybody wants to be, you would think, like, hey, let's focus on the Super Bowl, guys, and now everyone's talking about. Yeah, because, like, MLB has, like, an unwritten rule that you don't uh, discuss, like, non-World Series-related things while the World Series is going on. Discuss? Or like let like, those stories go out. You don't like you don't announce a new managing manager. You don't you right. Know, stuff okay, like I was gonna that. say the media can do whatever they want. Right. But you but they have an unwritten rule where you don't. I guess the teams can't. Make yeah, moves. you don't make transactions or create newsworthy events uh, while the world to take attention away from the World Series. Um, right. So yeah, I guess I'm kind of surprised. It it seems strange. I mean. How often do you ever see a trade the week of the Super Bowl? Right, that's what I was wondering. You know, it's just kind of kind of strange. Um, but I guess the Redskins wanted to to get on early, and now Minnesota's in talks for getting Kirk Cousins, which I'm not fully on board with. I'm like, what's the point? Um, my my feelings are. It's going to depend upon what they're going to pay him. If they can get Case for 15 and Cousins is going to cost them 25 to 30, I think I'd rather go with Case. I put him in the same category even though Kirk has way more starts. Yeah. I still think they're the same person. Um like I yeah, like you I mean, said go with the cheaper He's one. had he's got more experience. He's got more years under his belt as a starter. Um but his numbers have never equated to wins, but you know, 
the Redskins haven't exactly been a solid team. Um, he's had some okay receivers to throw to. No one, you know, um, he hasn't always had like an ex. Uh, I guess an above-average receiving core. He might have, you know, anything he had Deshaun Jackson, um, Crowder this year. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, there's talk of the Jets, uh, the Broncos, the Vikings, of course, uh, and even the Browns all being interested in in Cousins. Um, like I said, to me, it's going to come down to money. If they can get him, if they can get him for. I don't understand that. A reasonable deal? All those teams that are interested in him and a mediocre-ass quarterback. Like, mediocre-at-best quarterback. I would say average-at-best, yeah. I don't... I mean, he's like Case. It'd be like if Case was off the team and, like, 10 teams went after him. Like, I don't get it. I mean, he had, what, 20... 26, 27 touchdowns and like 13 interceptions this year. I don't year know the stats. I, I four, don't know 4,000 yards. So, I mean, it's not like he was awful, but... I mean, he he's... He's definitely in the top half of, of starters in the league. Um, like I said, I think a lot of it comes down to where he was playing. Um, I think a lot of it is going to depend upon who we get as an offensive coordinator. You know, I think that decision has to be made before you make your quarterback decision, obviously. Um, and then the, you know, the other thing going on is that we got Teddy. Um, the I NFL. hate that Zimmer likes him. Well... And the other thing going on is that the NFL is actually possibly going to toll his contract. That's a weird thing. I've heard that. I which, don't really understand. Which it. I don't know which what the is. word. I'm not real familiar with it either. I mean, this is kind of the first I've ever heard of it. Um, from what I understand is that the, the NFL or the team can basically say, "Okay, you got injured, so instead of you becoming a free agent after an injury season." Where you like miss basically the entire year? That's right. It's been compared to a red shirt. We yep. can extend your contract for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess since he essentially came back and was a backup and only really played like three snaps, um, Spielman said today or yesterday in a press conference that the I don't know if the, the Vikings appealed to have it done or if just the NFL is considering it. But he said that the NFL, as a league, is considering uh, tolling Teddy's contract, which basically means that we would have him next year at less than $2 million a year. Um, if they could do that and have him as the backup, then they can still go out and, you know, whether it means re-sign Case or go get a Cousins, um, you know, it would be interesting to see what happens. And then there's Bradford. Yeah, I, I don't think the Vikings have any interest in bringing back Bradford. That's so weird. I mean, over Teddy. Yeah, I think I think the A is te, uh, Sam Bradford's going to demand a lot more money. Right, but he knows that he's coming. Like, he doesn't have many years left. Yeah, and I think that's why he's probably. I think that's why the Vikings want to move on. I think they, you know, the Vikings know better than anybody what type of shape that knee is in. Yeah, you know he went from having the best game of his career to basically being out the rest of the season, with the exception of, you know, one half in week five. Yeah, and the the thing is too, he gets he gets injured, but he doesn't have when he's on. He's not like Gronk, where when he's on, he is the best that there is. You know, 
it's like, okay, he comes back, he's just another mediocre quarterback. Well, I think he's better than mediocre. Um, you know, especially the way he played in week one, but that's only one game. Um, so it, it'll just be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Um, I think that within the next week or two, at the most, you know, we'll have we'll know who the offensive coordinator is, and then it won't be long after that that we'll know, we'll have a good idea of who the quarterback is going to be. We'll either have two on roster, and it'll be the whole they'll compete for the starting job, or you know they'll sign. You know, I mean, obviously, if they sign Cousins, he's going to be the starter. You know, it isn't going to be a quarterback uh, competition in camp. Right, uh, but I've heard, you know, I've heard rumblings that Cousins is just a head case, and that's why they just kind of let him go. Yeah. He's tough to deal with. He's a diva, basically. Which they kept, I mean, they're keeping a good secret about it, but I feel like I read that on Pro Football Talk or something like that. That's that's a possibility. So then I think part of that comes into play is who's your who's your court who's your offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you bring in one of these guys that's supposed to be kind of a, a quarterback guru, maybe maybe it'll help. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Okay, moving on to our main topic tonight. A couple weeks ago, you were asking me why I didn't like Sean White. Yep, that's true. I have since prepared a whole bunch of stuff. I thought the top thing was going to be the main story tonight. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to come back to that, I'm sure. I got a lot of other little... I got some wrestling things, too, that you're going to want to talk about. Let's um, take a break and get our first guest on the line, and we'll do that. Okay, so we're back. Sans guest. Um, Both of our guests, one and two, are eating currently. Eating dinner. Even though we told them what time we'd be calling them. 7.47, and they're eating dinner. What do they think? They're in New York City? I guess. They're fancy. They eat late. (laughs) Okay. Um, So let's just get to the other couple things that I've written down. Um, Ronda Rousey signs to the WWE. Yeah. What the hell's going on with Ronda? Um, So. Like, obviously, she can't fight in the UFC anymore. She's proved that she gets her friggin' ass beat. Yeah, I mean, I think she's going to make a lot more money in the WWE for one. Without question, but is Um, she going to have, like, a character? Because we're all just going to be like, that's Ronda Rousey. She's just going to be Ronda Rousey. Okay. Um, She signed a full-time contract, so she's not going to be like Brock Lesnar and show up, you know, and do, you know, the big four or five pay-per-views a year. I don't know, but continue. Okay, so that's Brock Lesnar kind of is the highest paid guy in the WWE. Okay. And does the least amount of appearances. He basically, they just throw... A Brinks truck full of money at him. Yeah. And he shows up, you know, uh, maybe 10 times a year. He probably does a, like four to five matches a year and then has, like, literally will get paid to show up on Monday Night Raw, walk down to the ring, jump up there, and kind of bounce around and, like, stand there and look tough while Paul Heyman talks for him and then might get in a little bit of a scuffle and then he's done for the night. Like, he gets. Paid a ridiculous amount of money to do that. Um, Isn't he living in Canada right now? I think so, yeah. I wonder why that is. Uh, I know he got into some trouble. I think he just likes the, the, the solitude of it. Well, he was in Alexandria for how many years there? Yep. Um, so, yeah, so now they signed Ronda Rousey. The rumors, I mean, it's been reported for a long time that she was down training at 
what they call the performance center. The, the WWE has a, a basically like a minor leagues uh, deal system now that they call NXT. Oh, I've heard of NXT. And, and NXT films or is it takes is down at they call the performance center. I mean, this is where they'll bring in. Um, people off the independent scene, experienced pro wrestlers, um, football players, just other athletes that are transitioning have never wrestled in their life, and they bring these people in, and they train them to be pro wrestlers, and, uh, you know. Okay, um, second time I brought him up tonight, but I could see Gronk after football trying to be this, because if he's like, I can't, my knees can't take he, it anymore. He did a bit at uh, WrestleMania saw, That's why last I thought year. of that. That's he's why. actually really good friends with a guy that's, in the WWE. He did the whole like three point stance from yep. one corner of the ring and charged the guy and took him out. I saw that yeah. on Twitter. I don't remember who that was anymore, but it was cool. It was outside. Yeah. Like if I were to watch a wrestling match, I'd be like, let's watch an outside one. Well, I've decided that the next time we have a bet, uh, you're lo- you and you lose, you're going to have to come to my house to watch a WWE pay-per-view <sighs> in, in its entirety. How long are they? Uh, depending upon the event, it's either three or four hours. See, I wouldn't care so much about that. It's just that when I watched, it was the WWF Attitude Era. Yeah. Um, there was, and I, like, when you were saying the other night, like, I want to hang up, I want to watch this Raw thing, and I went upstairs, and I'm like, I'm going to turn this Raw thing on, because you were like, all these people are coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin stunned McMahon or whatever, and, like, that's cool. Um there's a lot more talking in between matches now. I feel like it, there used to be, like, SmackDown was a two-hour program where they would stick six matches in it. Now they have four matches in it, and they have lots of really bad actors talking in between each set. Yeah, SmackDown is definitely, uh, is actually now the better wrestling show. They have more, because it's, they run SmackDown, Raw, and NXT as three separate brands. There's no... So if you're in SmackDown, you don't get to go to Raw? Right. That's dumb. Um, but they run them as different shows to appeal to different audiences. Raw is still the like the family-friendly, kind of some of the stuff appeals more to kids, you know, the teenage sort of stuff. Let's go back one second here. You were watching the Raw, like, 25th anniversary or whatever. Right. I tuned in for, like, 15, 20 minutes to make fun of you. Yep. Um, that arena they were in? That holds like two thousand people. That's cool. I like that. It that was like was, a small club. That was the original. Yeah, where that's where Raw was held every week back in the nineties when it started. It looked like um, that Netflix show Glow, that arena right. that they did the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yep. Um. So, anyway, so Rhonda, she's actually going to be a full time and like going on tour and doing the house shows and the whole nine yards now. So, is her walk up music going to be "Help Me, Rhonda"? Help. Help, no, she's Rhonda. using the same song that she used in in UFC. The uh, Joan Jett. Hang on, I got it. The it's uh, reputation. Yeah, it's not color me bad. This is what she walks up to and she dances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. And she think... walks up and she's just mean mugging. That's exactly right. No, she uh. So she had some sort of like connection with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. So like when now when he died, um, I guess the other night before she debuted, like Roddy's kid was there and gave her Roddy's jacket. So she was like wearing and like her shirt, like the shirts that WWE is selling for her now say Hot Hot Ronda. Like the old hot rod one that Rowdy Piper used to wear. Okay. So, but so that's kind of sticky. But 
Yeah. Hang on one second. Okay. We're back. Um, yeah, so you, do you think it's going to work, like, overall? I her, think Like, are fans going to accept her as a fake wrestler? Are they going to, you know... Well, let's not call it fake. Um, as a scripted performer? As a, yeah, sports entertainer. Um, just remember, you watch the real world. Yeah. <laughs> so, Seven strangers <laughs> picked to live in a house. Yeah. And, and wrestling admits that they're scripted, at least. That's what I always tell Chrissy about the Housewife shows, that at least wrestling it has admitted that it's I'm not telling right. you, the people in the real world are too dumb to even try to act scenarios out. <laughs> fair, They're fair. drunk, like blackout drunk 21-year-olds most of the time. Fair fair enough, fair enough. Um, I think that if they... <laughs> I could just imagine, like, producer, I need you to throw a drink up. <laughs> Wait till we're rolling. <laughs> oh, sorry, do you want me to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe and some of the wrestlers are that bad actors but um, I think it's going to depend a, a lot on the creative team and if they put her in the right situations um, they've so professional wrestling right now is, is legitimately going through what they call the women's revolution or the women's evolution depending upon who you ask where women's wrestling is in some ways, and some with some fans becoming more popular than than the guys. Like it isn't it isn't like the '90s when it's you know bra and panties matches and and stuff like that. Trish Stratus, um, right? Got um, to know myself watching her. These <laughs> these women are are like highly skilled athletes that are putting on you know yeah. Great, it's great like matches. a generation of all leaders, they, which I don't care for. They just had it's like a bunch of Cara Marias. It's not even so much that, <laughs> but they—I mean—they just had the the first women's Royal Rumble match. Yeah, um, they've done a women's Hell in the Cell match. They've done a, a ladder matches. I mean, the women are doing all the things, the you know, no holds barred stuff that the men are doing. Is that, that what you're the men to say? are doing? They're so are the women like throwing down a bunch of tacks and then putting another lady in between their well, legs no and dropping them onto their face? No one's <laughs> do you really remember doing that match. No, yeah, I remember that match, but no one's really doing that stuff anymore. I mean, they don't do headshots anymore because of concussion issues and CTE, that sort of stuff. So, you know, every time somebody's hit with a chair, now they're, you know, hit across the back. You know, it's not. Hmm, so I'm thinking I was right when I thought they're going soft. They're not even going to try to go after this animal people to try to get their name back. Oh, yeah, right, the WWF. <laughs> um, Fight a little bit. You guys are fighters. So, But they've got. Charlotte Flair, who is Ric Flair's daughter, is amazing. She's a she's a very good female wrestler. They've got her established as a as a reputable force, and then they've got this Japanese lady um, called Asuka, and and she's like undefeated in in like two years. So they've built her up as this monster that can't be beat either. So I think as long as they work Ronda Rousey right, um, you know they shouldn't have her come in in her first match and and beat one of them too, obviously, because then you're killing the. You know you're still trying to establish that wrestling is is this great on screen as this great uh, legitimate sport, and if you bring in a UFC fighter and have them squash, you know these people that you've spent three years building up. You know, you're taking credibility away from them, but also you don't want Ronda to come in and get squashed 
by them people either. You need to start Ronda more. Start Ronda against a guy and have her beat a guy. That doesn't matter. All I would say is that you want to start her out in like mid-card level matches and have her earn her build her way up the card, but she's already such an established name that I just don't see that happening. You know, I just, I can't believe that she's doing this overall. Like I, she seems like the type of person who is like crazy focused on winning and working out and just being the best at what she does. And this just to me seems like, yeah, but she's been on interviews and stuff. She's talked about how like her entire life, she's been a hardcore wrestling fan and going back to like UFC days. This has always kind of been in her mind of what she wanted to do. Do you think when it's um, a single contract for her? The one and done, grab $100 million and walk away? Well, she was on ESPN and said it's not a money grab. Um, I, like uh, they, they, they can't say it's a money well, grab. Well, right, but the rumored contract is like four years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not exactly... They, a, don't, they don't list that? That's not public knowledge not, like it is with football? Not like, not like with football, no, okay. no. I can assume that she's not doing this for less than like $75 million overall. Oh, God, no, she's not making that. No, she is. I guarantee you. She's oh. too big of a name for this. WWE doesn't pay people that much. Like, Brock's making, like, $10 million a year at the most. That's it? Yeah. It this, seemed, and I know that's a lot of money, but I'm just saying for what the whole brand is, you would think he yeah, would I don't, get more. Like, what I, is I mean, like some of that Miz stuff make? gets leaked once in a while. Uh, the Miz isn't making a million. A mil- he's not making a million bucks. No. Well, that's probably why he's still hosting um, challenge specials. They do like countdown specials I mean, of the best of the challenge. He hosts them. It's it's not like you know the NFL or MLB where, but their fan base is so much like they pay exorbitant amounts of money for like the pay per views and all that stuff. You they're making money. Okay, here this. we go. Forbes uh, WWE's highest paid wrestlers, two thousand seventeen. And Brock Lesnar makes twelve million a year. Okay, so it's about what you said. John Cena makes eight million a year. Really? That's why he's doing movies. He's good in movies too. Yeah, but I mean, he's forty-one, forty-two years old. He's not, you know. No, I'm just saying that. Like, he wants to be the next Rock. He wants to transition into. But, which I understand that, but. John Cena's a big enough name where I've been not paying attention to wrestling for probably close to 15 years. Yeah. Over that, actually. Less than 20, though. But I know who John Cena is. Right, and that's what I'm saying. He wants to be the next Rock. He should have been making at least $10 million a year. Um, but they just don't, you know, I mean, these con- these contracts are based off of appearances. I mean, that's why they they don't just uh, say, like... Want, they better get cuts off their action figures. That's what, And, and that's what it is. They that. get t-shirts, they get merchandise sales. Um, you know, they get paid more to to be in the main event of a pay-per-view as, as, than if they're the third match of the night, you know. Um, so Triple H is $3.8 million. Roman Reigns is three point five million. Triple H as an athlete or a behind the scenes guy, he also has a separate. Contract. I think that's both. Oh wow. Dean Ambrose is two point seven. He's got to have stock. AJ Styles is two point four million. I don't know who any of these people are. I'm still fixated on Triple H is only making three million. Uh, uh, Shane McMahon is two point two million. He wears wind pants. Makes sense. The Undertaker two million. What? How many times does the Undertaker show up anymore? Not a lot, right? It, um, He's pretty old. He's like his last two matches. Everyone has always thought he wrestles. Like the last five years, he's wrestled once a year at is WrestleMania. He and that's it. Um, like in like bull contests for skateboarding, they have the AMs, they have 
the pros, and then and then they have what they're called like the legends. You know, like the really probably, old guys. Probably. I mean, really like I said, guys. he shows up once a year, wrestles at WrestleMania. Yes, yeah, so he'd be. It's like always a like the premier match. Like if you're not wrestling. So WrestleMania is like the Super Bowl for professional wrestling at this point. Um, when they have Super Bowl, or when they have WrestleMania weekend, like every wrestling organization in America or in the world is holding wrestling events in that same city. It's like a week long event now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if you're not like main eventing is in like the title match at WrestleMania, the next best thing if you're, uh, you know, for your career is to be the guy wrestling the Undertaker. You know, that's just kind of how it how it is now. Um, he'll be wrestling his last match this year if he wrestles. But um, he'll have an occasional appearance like 10 years down the yeah, road. Yeah. see him um, pop up. The know. only reason I would that I, – I mean, there's rumors that he's going to wrestle this year against John Cena in like this legend versus legend sort of match. That's stupid. You don't put Jordan versus Kobe because they're so far apart in age, you know. Yeah, I mean, but they're not that far apart in age. Undertaker and Cena? Ten years, maybe. Oh my God, the Undertaker did not take care of himself. He's like to 50, Cena. he's like fifty-one, fifty-two years old. Do you think? Oh my God, Undertaker like didn't take roids and he just aged naturally. Whereas well, Cena he just took got roids, the shit and, beat out of him. Yeah, and he just Undertaker looks terrible for he, him only being fifty-two. Wow. So the the number ten guy on the list is Randy Orton. He makes one point nine million. So maybe maybe a guy like the Miz will make you know a million. I guess. All right, um, now both of our callers are ready to go at the same time, so uh, let's take a break. All right. And we're back. Um, We are joined on the line by two brothers, Luke and Zach Kolars of Root Troop Sports, a new website that's basically Barstool, but better. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, well, it's. Speak to that. Try to um, try to talk your way out of that, Zach. Being that you called yourself Big Cat. Well, I've always said, Tim, that uh, Big Cat's my spirit animal, and and by always, I mean like the the last four months since I realized he was a person. Um, but uh, you know, I'm just trying to be a, a poor man's Big Cat, and then when we get big enough, like that'll be the point when we get big enough where he sues me for like rights to that name. I see and I'm, I'm with a C instead of a K. Yeah, I want to be a little bit unique, and, and I even have a K in my name, so it's kind of a... Uh, you know, I would do two Gs uh, on big also. <laughs> you think? I would, I would. Throw a dollar sign in there, maybe? <laughs> if I if I do two Gs, I must have to do two Ts, but you know what I mean? All right, so you didn't actually start the site. You're just writing for it, right? Yeah, my brother did. Okay, and he's on the line too, right? Yeah, man. Uh, what's up, dude? How's it going, guys? Good. Welcome to the Pilsner Podcast. Have you guys listened to us before? I actually have not. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I, well, great you, talk, guys. You we'll Fuck you. <laughs> I, I only do when I'm masturbating, but that's, you know, daily, so... <sighs> That's what I listened back to. <laughs> Sound of my own voice. Just, man, I am screwed up. <laughs> my wife says I love to hear myself talk, so. This guy, um, we did, this. my co-host Corey here, I'm Tim, by the way. Nice to meet you, Luke. Um, uh, we did a bet, and we only do loser bets here where you don't actually gain anything. 
and the loser had to record an hour by himself just of just straight talking into a microphone with no guests or anything like that. And Corey crushed it. I mean, he loved it. And then he said, I think I'm just going to start doing that from now on. Will you post them? I'm like, oh, you narcissistic ass. But I haven't done one since. <laughs> I thought about it when I was driving to, back to New Mexico again. But Yeah. All, All right, right, so let's talk about your website a little bit. Um, I see you guys have some, well, I'll just say you have some pretty ballsy articles on there. Um, speaking about Kevin Love, Zach. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'm willing to stand by my words with Kevin Love. I mean, so I won't go into the details, but. You won't I go into the details like you did on the site? <laughs> About it's a hot black chick Basically. that my friend was dating, and <laughs> you just had to throw you that know, out there. The long and short of it is they were they were sleeping together. She broke it off. He punched a fridge. People say he punched the wall. It was a fridge. Um, and and again, I gave my theories as to how this happened. But at the end of the day, I mean, I got a I got a big take that Kevin Love's overrated. So I don't know. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is we just want to be uh, kind of authentic and genuine. So uh, I know Zach and myself both definitely have some uh, takes that might seem a little outlandish and uh, um, might put, rub people the wrong way at first. But I think uh, people appreciate it if you write uh, true to your words. And um, I think that's what our site's kind of providing right now is just uh, kind of an outlet for us to get our hot takes off our chest. I like that. I especially like one of the four reasons you gave Zach in that article about Kevin Love, how he broke his hand this time was maybe like he was a little too aggressive on the daily hand job he gives to LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, since since Kyrie's gone now, like I think K Love's a hand job guy. I think <laughs> LeBron always got a hand job guy on his team. Um, and and K Love's hot right now. Like I don't know if you saw his tech. Pepsi Max commercial, or uh, um, or knew that he just signed a six-year deal with a, a Chinese shoe company called 361 Degrees, but he's on the up and up right now. No, <laughs> I knew none of this. Is 361 yeah, well, Degrees, is that similar to the Starberry line of shoes, then, that Stefan Marbury had? I, I think it, it's the same, but better outlet passes. Great. Awesome. I'm going to have to yeah. hook myself yeah, up know, with a pair of them. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Love's kind of got that salt and pepper look going now too. That's going not good. a little gray, but you know, him and LeBron get into a couple of bottles of wine, and you know the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like uh, Brett Favre endorsing uh, what is it, uh, touch of gray from that robot? What's the thing you put in your hair? Rogaine. Uh, yeah, Rogaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might be the new money maker for Kevin. He's got six to eight weeks to think up. Uh, to get some more commercials out there. How weird is it that we're talking about a guy going gray and his first name is Kevin? That's such a young guy's name. <laughs> Just like the guy I saw at yeah. the Waffle oh, yeah. House last week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's either gray or gone, and he's getting lucky. Let's just put it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, side note, Zach, you and I used to do stand-up quite a bit together. Um, did. Yeah, we did a lot of shows. Uh, the scene kind of died in Mankato, but I was looking for any type of comedy in Mankato because I'm going there this weekend. And I stumbled across, there's now an open mic at the Coffee Hag. Did you know about this? Okay. 
I saw a picture. Um, what? There used to be one, but yeah, go ahead. No, it's Comedy Open Mic, and Open Stage they're calling it, and there's uh, pictures of all like the regular gang that does it, and I'm looking at these weirdos, I'm like... Yeah, this is the kind of place where you would go if you would do stand-up. Like, this is a safe space. Like, you know, everything is everything is good here. And I'm just picturing you going on stage and dropping the N-word like you used to do. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Talking well, about how yeah, you used to um, wear a do-rag that your grandma bought you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've tamed myself a little bit. I put an A instead of an E-R at the end now. So I'm getting a little bit wiser in my old age. Jesus. <laughs> Zach has plenty of black friends. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I went to college with some black guys um, my freshman year, so I can say that. Your, which freshman year? Uh, the third one. <laughs> We've all been there. All right, so you prepared some something for us, right? Yeah, we uh, we got some Super Bowl prop bets um, we'd like you to bet on. Um, Luke, why don't we just go every other? I'll, I'll get it started if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so one prop bet that I like, um, uh, the bet is um, plus 150 for yes and minus 200 for no. Will Pink go airborne during her performance of the National Anthem? Um I don't know if you guys saw some award show like three months ago, but she climbed a fucking building. Can we say fuck on this show, Tim? No, this is um, direct feed to FM. Yes, you can say fuck on here. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. Okay. I didn't know if the 13 people listening would be offended or not. Oh, uh, got just, me. Wow. Well, <laughs> hey, we want, Zach, we want to get back on here. No, no, right, no, right. no, no. I'm going to get um, all this promotion on the root troop sports wordpress.com Twitter handle that's going to retweet it to their 34 followers. <laughs> and hey, wow. I'm growing. I think we've doubled in size. But anyway, will Pinko Airborne? The answer is yes, plus 150. Absolutely put it in the books and be happy I told you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a regular Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that one. <laughs> well, you guys are probably too young to remember oh. Jimmy the Greek. No. <laughs> no, it was the, yeah. Okay, what else you got? Luke, my man, what do you got? I was looking at one here to stay on the topic of pink. Um, it is plus, or plus 150 um, for the under and minus 110 for the over for the national anthem at two minutes. And I uh, actually blogged it the other day. I think this sails the over. Uh, you're not, uh, it's not the smartest bet or it's not going to make you the most money, but I wouldn't be shocked if the last four words take 45 seconds. I think that's probably the easiest <laughs> money you'll make all day. Wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. Pink is singing the national anthem, and the, you think she's going to go airborne and, at that? I yeah, think that's bananas. You got to respect the flag if we've learned anything this year. Yeah, she's not going airborne. She's I not think... even going to have pink air for that. She's going to have a normal blonde haircut. She might even have long hair. She is an Eagles fan, so she might like f- do the fly like an eagle. 
keep on. Like she might be like harnessed up and they'll raise up in the air and she'll flap her arms like an eagle. <laughs> fly, eagles fly. <laughs> exactly. Also speaking I of agree. That, or she gets airborne when, when the rockets wreck glare. I right. Think, you know, I, there's plenty of possible. She's known for doing like Cirque du, Cirque du Soleil shit right. during her concert. So it's the airborne I, bet. I, I, think, I think it's obvious that she is. I think it's a smart bet too that she's going to go airborne during the during the national anthem. Great, and it's plus one fifty. So thank you. Take your money and you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another one. Another another one. Um, I don't necessarily love or hate either of these ones. I just thought it was interesting. So <clears throat> number of times Carson Wentz is mentioned is at three and a half. Number number of times Giselle is mentioned at one and a half. And I just kind of got to thinking: Has there ever been a bet where? They think Giselle's going to get mentioned less than a redheaded person. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, if, if any Patriots receiver drops the ball, we're getting like three straight face shots of Giselle, and that's without a doubt. Yep. Oh, for sure. You got to remember that Tom can't throw and catch the ball. <laughs> right. Well, what's his I name, agree. could? And uh, Marcus Mariota. That's very true. That's fair. Yeah, and he's and yeah, he's I think Hawaiian. So <laughs> does it really count? I mean, it's not part of the continental United States. So technically, he's like uh, he's from a different country, which means he could possess different skills. I don't know. Jai is though, born he's in London. Was he? Yeah, he's an he's an English guy. He's got an accent and everything. Fuck, I've never heard him talk. I know it huh. surprised the hell out of me when I heard him speak for the first time. I remember the first time I heard Everson Griffin talk, and I was, like, absolutely floored. Yeah, because you can't understand what he's saying. like he's 12. Yeah. Yeah, he's, and he's got, like, a list. Yeah, the voice definitely yeah. doesn't match the body on that guy. <laughs> no. Um, another one, uh, Luke, I'll let you go last year, but I'm going to end with this one. Uh, Tom Brady's jersey gets stolen again. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> no. Yeah, no is minus 200, but honestly... It's not going to happen again. No way! No way that jersey is getting stolen again. So, whatever you got to do, you got to bet the house on that as well. Take your money that you won from the, the earlier bet on pink going airborne when the rockets are glare and well, uh, they, double it down on. Don't they normally cap these like pretty low? Because they're like, if you know yeah, pink, like you the, could be like, "Hey, can you please go airborne and I'll put a million bucks on it." So, don't they normally cap right. these at like six or seven hundred bucks? Yeah, I think the most you can go is a thousand. But like the thing with that is like I don't feel like pink hanging out with people that need it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's 10 very grand, true. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's a good point. So. Yeah, yeah. Luke, what do you got for a last bet? Last bet. I think it's a great value bet here. Uh, it depends on the site you're going, but I'm going off Bovada. Um, it's a defense special teams touchdown. Uh, right now, yes, uh, yes, uh, is at minus two thirty. And no is at plus 190. And, guys, I love yes. I love it. I think there's going to be a pick six. I think Nick Foles returns to the Nick Foles we all know and love. And um, one fun thing about him that he actually loves when people bring up is that he looks like Napoleon Dynamite. And uh, <laughs> so I think, I think this is a big game where we see a Nick Foles pick six, potentially two. Great value bet. I love, uh, I love betting on the defense with special teams touchdowns here. Who do you guys like to win the game? Uh, oh God! Uh, Patriots by is a thousand too much? I was gonna say the, I was gonna say seven hundred, but yeah, I guess a thousand will work. Yeah. Don't yeah, bet against thousand, Brady. Are you high? 
I mean, you are Zach, but yeah. yeah well, no, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the uh, I think the Pats will win this one. Their fans have gone through plenty of Super Bowls where they've kind of dominated the game and only ended up winning by three points. They always seem to play in close ones. I think they finally get the one. Uh, they don't have to sweat out too much. So I think they win a couple touchdowns, couple touchdowns in a field goal. But I'll probably be wrong. So. Yeah, and, and last year was the one. Last year was the one for the thumb. This year's the one for the dick. Um, <laughs> which is ironic because they're playing against Big Dick Nick Foles, which you, I mean you've heard on on, on uh, uh, pardon we my. We don't state. give up free out. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So sorry. Never mind. On Root Troop Sports, you can I heard cut that, that out later, right, Tim? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We edit this for sure. We do. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Do you think that the Philly fans that were so crazy at the NFC Championship game were rich enough to be able to come here? Are they going to be in Minneapolis the night of the Super Bowl? Um, I think any real Philadelphia Eagles fan would have uh, sold the mortgage on the house, pawned in every old piece of Eagles memorabilia they own to get to the Super Bowl here. I think you're actually going to see probably like 70% of the stadium be Eagles fans. Patriots fans, this is old hat. Why would they want to come to Minnesota in the middle of February when they know they'll probably be going to Miami next year? So I do think you're going to actually see quite a few Eagles fans there. All right. I got to agree with Luke. I mean, I don't think any of them will be able to afford um, it on their own. But if there's one thing we know about Philly fans is they're they're scrappy. Um, so they'll get there any way they can, like Luke said, scamming their way, counting their way. Um, and, and people rails. underestimate. People forget. Yeah, yeah. People forget there's the week off between the Super Bowl, so you could walk from Philly to Minnesota. I mean, it's and a lot of them don't work anyway. There's so a lake involved, I mean, but yeah. Well, I mean, you walk. Oh, there's going to be some obstacles, but yeah, yeah, I, okay. yeah, yeah it's possible. I mean, so, um, yeah, I'm thinking memorabilia. I'm just trying to think back. What was it that chunky soup guy, that quarterback? Donovan McNabb. Yeah, that played oh, for McNabb? us. That played for us too. Yeah, like somebody's got to have like chunky soup labels signed by him. All right, he threw up in the Super Bowl last time they played each other. So, oh, people was forget Gio played on a broken leg and had like eight catches, two hundred yards, and herpes. So, yeah. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, he got it from his driveway um, when he was doing sit-ups on it. Right on that interview. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so where can everybody find you? Yeah, so you guys, uh, we're on Twitter, at Root Troop Sports, uh, R-O-O-T, uh, T-R-O-O-P Sports. Yeah, Troop as in the Troops. Uh, you can also find us. What's that? Yeah, Troop as in the Troops. I think we all heard you. <laughs> Correct. We, we wanted to go uh, with hashtag support the troops, but I don't want to spark any controversy four days into the blog. Um, I think you should you can go find for the it. blog. So we're going for with hashtag support the troop. Troop uh, as in one singular troop. Yep, singular. Um, we all, of course, support the troops. We're all um, patriots. Um, we, we love them. Um, but we also hope that you support us as much as you support them, if not more. <laughs> yeah, definitely go. Are you guys on Facebook at all? We are not as of right now. Yeah, me. But either. we do have a MySpace, Tim. Yeah, so, I, dude, um, I'm not on Facebook either. I was just trying to help you out, dickhead. Do you guys do know that the Root I'm Troops is also a too. children's book about eating your vegetables? 
we're, 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 we're big asparagus guys. The number one children's book. Do you guys know who Barry Lewis Polisar is? <laughs> I got all his albums. Yeah, look him up. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys are at Root Troop Sports. Yep, at Root Root Troop Sports on Twitter. And then from there, you guys got your link. It's roottroopsports.wordpress.com. But if you just find them on Twitter, give them the follow. Even though they don't have a picture yet, they're just a dumb egg. They're coming. They got. Hey, we don't want to rush into the logo. We don't want. That's the brand for the next fifteen years. We don't want to rush into that. You might have connections to two graphic designers that would do it for free for you. I'm just saying. Well, and we feel like we have to earn. We have to earn the logo. We, you know, right now we're we're in we're an egg. We're blossoming, and hey, we appreciate the opportunity for having us on today. Zach, if you don't. pick up the tab um, at lunch on Saturday, I'll, I'll design you a logo. Yeah, um, you know what? Uh, we can let's do that. Um, <laughs> we'll hammer down the plans later, but I'm I'm in on that. <laughs> okay, there you go, buddy. <laughs> We'll cut that later. We'll cut it in editing. <laughs> All right, everybody, at Root Troop Sports on Twitter. From there, go to roottroopsports.wordpress.com. Follow these guys. You know, I see potential for this being a thing for – you guys aren't going to get bored for at least three months with this. Oh, yeah, I'll have a hobby till summer at least. Yeah, and then, yeah. Well, and here's the difference, Tim, is Luke's, Luke's 20 – a little background quick before we go. Luke's 20, I'm 30, so – like, this Jesus. is, you know, perfect for him. Me, I have a shitty day at work. You know, it's like, fuck this. I want to tell the kids about how much a mortgage sucks and shit like that. Meanwhile, you know, so I'm going to be coming with some fury once in a while, but uh, the kids will carry it. we got some good contributors. Awesome. Um, looking forward to reading it. Uh, we'll have you on next week, too, if you want. Um, quick question before yeah. you guys go. Olympics, who do you got men's half pipe? Luke, you go first. Men's half pipe. You know, I haven't watched since about 2008, but if Sean White's still out there doing his thing. Oh, I hate you. All right, we'll talk to you next week. great looking redheaded guy. I think I like him. All right, we're about to do a segment about why we don't like Sean White on this show. Um, I got I got uh, Big Dick Nick in the half pipe. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys next week. Thanks for coming on at Root Troop Sports on Twitter. All right, thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks for having us, guys. See ya. See ya. All right, we are back, and we are taking caller number two. My friend from growing up, Travis Lang, is on the line. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Um, so, Travis, you and I were, uh, I don't know, growing up, we were snowboarders and skateboarders in Springfield, right? Yeah, I think we had a pretty good uh, connection to that. Yeah. Um, so my friend Corey big, over big here. Big scene, right, for that in Springfield, too? There was like four of us. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> we got a skate park built. And by we, I mean other people, and then I was the second wave of that. It's about right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Corey, a couple of weeks ago, was asking me, like, Is there a Sasquatch in your backyard? I would say in my backyard. Right. We just hear like the calls of something wild in the background there. (laughs) Alexandria is pretty far north. (laughs) I would say the piss ant joke, but I'm guessing you don't know what happened to Tom Brady this week. 
No, I don't. I have not been following any of that. Okay, whatsoever. Um, there's a guy on the on some. Tom Brady calls into this radio show every week, and in the background, his kid for one episode was screaming about going to soccer practice or something, and the host goes like, "Man." <laughs> Oh, Tom Brady's got this piss ant in the background, and Tom Brady freaked out. Like, don't call my kid a piss ant, you know? And, like, ended the call. Oh, is that the one where he hung up on the dude? Yeah, yeah. so I would have. I'm glad I explained that to you versus just saying the joke and having you be like, what the fuck, Tim? Oh, so far <laughs> over my head. <laughs> All right, so Corey was wondering, like, we're doing this. Uh, Olympic buildup, and he was wondering why I was not a fan of Sean White. Yeah, so I was telling Tim, as like uh, myself and Andy, the other guy that's usually here, um, but he's up celebrating the Super Bowl this week. Um, you know, we only really pay attention to the to snowboarding like once every four years. So I just wanted to get the take yeah. of some people that pay attention to the sport on a regular basis. Um, you know, because I see the commercials now, and NBC is is building up Sean White again. And to me, it seems like yeah, he's probably like forty eight years old. 31. But, um, <laughs> yeah, 31. You know, so I just wanted to get uh, a take from people that are familiar with the, with the sport. Right. So let's um, before we dive right into him, I'm just going to like take you back to like what I think snowboarding is. And to me, I grew up like as like I didn't really know like exactly like until I was 13 what I wanted to do as far as like athletics and stuff and I realized I was really really bad at team sports. Okay, so if I would play football, I would be really bad at it. And then, like, if I screwed up, the entire team would screw up. And I hated that feeling, having a bunch of kids who, like, knew what they were doing. Like, when I was 13, I wasn't even sure what offense or defense, like, which one was which. And my mom's like, oh, man, they. (laughs) So my mom's like, put me in the outfield when I played baseball. Right. Like the way outfield. They're like, yeah, stand here and don't do anything. If the ball comes towards you, catch it, I guess. <laughs> Do your best. <laughs> That's um, my team sport uh, history. Yeah, so I had to play through junior high, and that's when my mom's like, fine, you don't have to play sports. But that's where I discovered, like, skateboarding and snowboarding. I'm like, this is fun. Like, there's no contest. You're just hanging out with your friends, and you are progressing. You're getting better because you see your friends getting better, and that makes you feel like, you know, this is I, – I got to try to do that trick. Now he can do that trick. I want to try it, right? So enter yeah, Sean absolutely. White. Yeah. Um, Sean White comes around and he starts tearing up the scene as this like phenom, this 18-year-old kid, you know, going into his first Olympics. This is his fourth. And he is just a complete ripper. Even though he has like the worst style of all time, he just hucks himself and spins as fast as he can and it just looks awkward and he throws his hands everywhere. But uh the only thing Sean White cares about is competition. He's he takes the jock mentality of it. So he's like a football player, but he's snowboarding, right? So uh, I mean, if that's your take on it, I have a little different take. But okay, what do you got, um, dude? Sean White's a crazy case. Like you think about, like yeah, the amount of time he's been competing. I mean, it was I think he was like age seven when like he met up with Tony Hawk. And his whole, like, kind of arc started with that. So, yeah, it's interesting that he's had this whole life of, I mean, yeah, definitely competition and just involvement in that industry. So I don't think it's really that big of a surprise that he's as, you know, competitive as he is. 
Because, yeah, he's definitely competitive. There's no doubt about that. And that's the part that bothers me a lot because Jake Burton on numerous occasions has asked him to film a video part, and he hasn't done it. Oh, yeah, and that ties back a lot to, like you said, how he dropped out of slope style at the uh, Sochi Olympics. Dang it. The last Olympics spoiling because my... okay. he didn't want to risk being hurt in slope style, which means that he wouldn't have been able to compete in half pipe. Right, so, which he did yeah, not I mean, medal in that, that year. That kind of thing, no, he did not. I think he got fourth. I think he crashed. I think he got worse than fourth. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. That Lori Pod, you know, iPod, he won that year. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he's this like ultra competitive guy, which to me right away, I'm out. Like, you know, I care about like, like JP Walker's Mikey LeBlanc's. Those are like my OGs. Like those are the dudes I like even Ross powers who was a competitor, but he wasn't a dick about it. (laughs) Dude. Interesting story about Ross powers, but I'll get to that later. Okay. So I'm going to write that down. RP. We'll come back to that. (laughs) Uh, remember, yeah. Remember Ross powers in the 2002 Olympics. Yeah, that was was that the year that Cass got kicked out for smoking pot? Uh, I don't know. Sure I don't have that good of a memory. <laughs> yeah, Sean was like all really upset Neither. about it. He's like, he was smoking marijuana near me. He could have ruined things for me. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking, you're not a snowboarder, dude. All right, so let's get back to this. Now, if Sean White thinks I'm going to be this ultra-competitive guy and everyone, like, mainstream is going to know me, you know, like, most people don't know, like, you know, like I'm a huge fan of Joe Sexton just because he's from Minnesota, right? He's not a household name, yep. though. Right, he isn't. But Sean White is a household name at this point. Just back up to oh, last absolutely. year. absolutely. Yeah, back up to last year. The same way that Michael Phelps is a household name. Correct. So yeah. Sean White has Red Bull fund a private 500-foot-long superpipe with like a crash landing pad, and they spent millions of dollars building this in Australia for him. It was like seven miles off the beaten path. They had to like helicopter in explosives to like blow this like r- this you know start avalanches and all that so they could carve this pipe out for him. Right? They spent millions yeah. on it. Then GoPro built Wait, him in Australia. I, I believe it was Australia. It might have been Austria. I can't. I might have read it too fast. I, say, I think it's Austria, Tim. There's not a whole lot of snow in Australia. I was going to say, where are they finding the snow well, in Australia? Uh, dang it. <laughs> dang it. Now I feel dumb. I was on a roll there. Now I feel anyway, really self-conscious. Okay, so proceed. GoPro. GoPro builds him an additional facility to train slope style on. They spend millions of was dollars on that Was that one in too. New Zealand? Hey, New Zealand actually has a really good... Snow yeah, there is really good oh, snow in New Damn Zealand. it, see? <laughs> no, I tried to no it was in Mexico, <laughs> idiot. They built it in Hawaii. <laughs> so they build it, right? They hey, build there's, yeah. Quick quick note, there is snowboarding in Hawaii. I know there is. That's <laughs> Florida at one point was the only state where it's never snowed on record until this uh past in twenty seventeen it did. What a year. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so I was taking a drink. <laughs> Um, GoPro <laughs> builds him the slope style course, this big air thing, right? And he's going to the Olympics, you know, uh, going to Sochi and he's going to ride slope style and half pipe. He gets there and he just starts riding around and like, nah, it's a little too warm, a little too wet. I don't feel like I'm going to risk my body for slope style America. Right. And well, we, we so, funded a yeah, trip. And there was a representing lot of people us. that had concerns. Absolutely. About that slope style course. But it's uh, one year. Thorstein Horgmo broke his shoulder or yeah, he broke his collarbone on that course during warm ups because of all the issues they're having. 
Yeah, it was absolutely like he, a terrible course. But don't you think that if yeah. you have millions of dollars on your training part, that you should at least compete? Um, I mean, I sh- I'm sure that's a kind of like the implied statement. But I mean, if you were in that situation and your body was, you know, your whole livelihood, and what you're going to do with your whole livelihood, if you were in the same situation as him, do you think you would have done that same thing? I think, I or would you have done something different? I think no. It's mentality. Like there are, you know, athletes that are are very entitled, but they also step up, and he's just not one who would step up and deal with it. Like that's why it makes me think it's very tough. little of him. It's tough because I mean I think they're stepping up, but you have to realize in the case of snowboarding when they're competing at that level that if there is an injury or something when they're going big like that, I mean there's a full risk of death and like the end of a career. I mean there's people that have died in skiing at half pipe. There's yes, you know, but this was slope style. Like Nobody dies in Kevin slope Pierce should have been. God, that's I don't know, man. Kevin Pierce there's crashed in the super people, pipe. Yeah, but I mean that's the same He's kind of thing. I mean, it's notes. the same amount of speed. It's the same amount of height. So, I mean, it's a real danger that if you go, uh, I'm going to stop you there for a second, zone, man. You could. Hey, <laughs> it's not the same amount of height. You know, that's not the same amount of height. A, a super pipe is 22 feet tall. Walls, they're popping out like 20 feet. They're going 44 feet above deck. Like it's just, it's not the same height as hitting a rail. Yeah. Oh shit! No, there's jumps definitely... though. Never mind. You're right. There's jumps. I yeah, I was gonna say there that. are jumps though, bud. <laughs> You're uh, right. Okay. I just I mean, realized tough, that. Though. <laughs> there's there's two aspects to it, Tim. Yep. I appreciate where you're coming from, saying you know what, as an individual, you know, I think it was kind of lame that he did back out. But on the other end of it, I think that if he would have stayed in, that that would have said a lot about a certain pressure that you know he would have felt from i don't know sponsors and all these people i don't think and, he rides for you know, gopro target or red bull anymore yeah they dropped him in that tmz Maybe. lawsuit oh man do you know about that well he's no he seems to be doing just fine minus that yeah so. he, he doesn't really have any sponsors besides burton right now interesting you know like he had that target he had Volcom, he had um red bull he had gopro he had the clothing line at target for a while yeah yeah um so let's get into that quickly he was in um a band i forget what the band was called because they're irrelevant uh bad habit or something habit yep or something bad i've never listened to their music yeah me either um his drummer was You're a music aficionado. Nah, I'm a Sean White hater. <laughs> so his Your hate for Sean White trumps your love for music. Correct. His drummer um was a girl. And she sued him because basically like she he was he bad kept, things. Bad things. Bad music. Um she sued because I got the copy and paste here. I'm just going to read it word for word. Among the allegations, Zawadi, that's the drummer's last name, claims White yeah. ha- had sent her sexually explicit and graphic images of engorged and erect penises and forced, to do- forced her to watch sexually disturbing videos, including videos sexualizing human fecal matter. matter. <laughs> of the videos Zawadi claimed she was forced to watch was a couple killing a bear and then having sex on top of it. She also claims White forced her to watch Church of Fudge, a hardcore porn involving a priest, a nun, and fecal matter. 
At one point, Zawadi claims White stuck his hands down his pants, approached Zawadi, and then stuck his hands in her face trying to make her smell them. So there's a bunch of screen grabs of, like, texts that he would send her. He would yell at her for wearing a basic sweater, and he's like, you need to wear, like, all these provocative outfits and, like, like this, and then he would send, like, ten examples about it. So, like, that's just a garbage human being right there. That sounds pretty rough. they settled, so it went away. Interesting. Probably why I've never heard of it. Right. Okay, so you were talking about Kevin Pierce before. Have you seen the crash reel? Um, uh, a while ago I saw it. I'm not one to seek out stuff like that. It feels a little pervasive to, like, watch, you know, video of someone getting really injured. Oh, my God. It was it was one of the most well-done, but very well, sad. Was the crash reel his documentary? Yes, that's After Kevin it? Pierce's doc, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant, like, just the actual crash. No, yeah, I have seen the documentary. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. It was, it was very well done, but very sad. Uh, Sean White was in it, and because him and Kevin Pierce, Kevin Pierce was about to take down Sean White, basically. They were the same age, and they were just as good as each other. And oh, yeah, they were constantly trading back and forth between first and second place finishes at, like, the Grand Prix and the Burton events. Right, and Kevin Pierce goes down with a brain injury. Um, uh, but before that, Kevin and Sean were living in a house together, and they would be with other snowboarders, too. And this is before they were all super rich and famous. And they would say that if Kevin beat Sean, like, Sean would come home and just completely throw all of Kevin's shit out the window and be like, you're out. You're leaving this house. Like, just complete psychobabble. I mean, that's in that documentary. I can't, like, I just don't like the guy. I just can't. And Megan told me to add this to my notes, too. He is a little bitch. (laughs) I amended that and said he is 31. Uh, He is an old little bitch. (laughs) Hey, I'm 30, so... Hey, I'm almost there. Not far off it. No. Yeah. Well, I'll get there eventually. So, I'm straight up... I'm not rooting for him this year. I, I want him to not succeed. I want him to go away. And this is obviously his last attempt. It's his fourth Olympics. Well, you've convinced me that I should be rooting for him, Tim. <sighs> How's that? I don't know. Just to contradict you. You're the heel. Yep. I was no, always cheer for the bad Corey, guy. Corey, there's so many other there's so many other good team members on USA in the half pipe to root for. Ben Ferguson, that's my guy. Yep, that's my my personal favorite is also Ben Ferguson. Is his brother Gabe? Are they related? Is a Gabe Ferguson yeah, that rides? Gabe up? is his younger. Gabe is his younger brother. I believe Gabe's like 17 or 18. So Ben Ferguson shredded both out of mammoth. Okay. Mammoth, California. Right on. Ben yep. and Gabe both competed. So did Lori, or Ori Pod, blah, 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 from last year. He won the Olympics. They call him year. iPod. I know. It's just. Yeah, they call I, him iPod. So iPod won. They call him iPod. I know. They they call him iPod. Uh, iPod won. What do they call him? iPod. Uh, they should start calling him iPad. Um, he has a son. They're going to name him Shuffle. <laughs> so he won last year's ha- or last Olympics at Sochi. He won the half pipe event, the super pipe. Um, he competed at X Games this year. So did Ben, and so did Gabe Ferguson. So did I think Danny Davis was there. It's like all these people, and Sean White didn't go. Surprising. He didn't go to X Games this year. Doesn't want to risk it. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that article. Uh, iPod, I yeah, think heard himself. It's interesting. I think he heard himself. He did. So, he actually had a really so does the media latch 
does the media latch onto him then just because of the name recognition and where he's been? Yes. In the past, yeah, and he's won gold so many right. times. And, he's and, the superstar kid. And do you do you guys feel that your opinion is is consistent with the rest of the of like the snowboarding community? Hundred percent. He's got one of the lower sell lowest selling pro models like in history of snowboarding. That's a snowboard. Yeah, he had a whole clothing line for Burton too, and it was always very low selling. It was just it's almost too much, but yeah. Uh, most uh, snowboarders don't like dude, it. It's kind of like how skateboarders didn't like Ben Ferguson. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, we, can, we should go back to Ben Ferguson. He's way more fun to talk about than Sean White. All right, let's do that, um, and then you got to tell so, me a Ross Power story. Yeah, okay, so this will tie into it. So Ben Ferguson was also at Sochi. Right. He competed in the Sochi Olympics. His coach in the Sochi Olympics was uh, a guy named Tommy Shashin. Uh, yep. Tommy is a friend of ours. He lives in Mammoth Lakes. Um, I've gotten to ride with him. He's come here to Minnesota and uh, ridden in, uh, ridden with us in the summer because he's also a uh, professional wake surfer. Mm-hmm. But so we've got to know him pretty well, and he actually coached uh, Ben at the Sochi Olympics. And Tommy actually rode uh, in Superpipe in the 2002 Olympics in okay. Salt Lake City. Yep. So he competed against Ross Powers and probably Todd Richards. Uh, yeah, Todd Richards is in there too. But yeah, he actually placed fourth in the 2002 Olympics uh, in Superpipe against uh, Ross Powers and the rest of those guys. So Yeah, Ross Powers was like about the big deal story. in like 99 when nobody cared about snowboarding. Like Ross Powers was the <laughs> Sean White of the time, you know, but nobody cared. That sucks. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not. He's not a very well-known name. Like Corey, do you know who Ross Powers is? Nope. <laughs> right. Sounds like an action hero. Yeah, right. It does. It does. It sounds like <laughs> like an action hero. He was part of the reason why snowboarding got into the Olympics. It was before Superpipe. They were just on a regular small half pipe then in '98. Okay, but remember that in small terms, you're still talking about like 12, 16 feet. Right, but a super pipe is 20, 18 to twenty two right yeah, now. I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. What, I mean, yeah. I don't know the actual dimensions, but I know what you. I know what it is. Right, and like back then, like a nine hundred or a ten eighty was crazy, and now they're doing four spins. Like, get your protractor out. Like the uh, <laughs> the the kid who won X Games this year. I hope he's riding in the Olympics because he was a blast to watch. Um, he was from Japan. It was Amu Hiriano. He scored a 99, which I'm like, that's BS. Give him a hundred, and they didn't give him a hundred. And I swear it's because <laughs> Sean White is the only guy to have a hundred. Uh, perfect score. Yeah, and that hundred run was not perfect. No, it wasn't. Means. But this I mean, kid's it was, was very good, but it was not perfect. This, yeah, uh, I watched that run that it he was put down, and it was very impressive. But there was still a bobble 14. in there. There's a couple times where I could see both in his run and Sean's run where there was things that I wouldn't consider perfect. Right. All right, so let's but, break down. I mean, that's something where even the commentators said that they wouldn't consider it a perfect run, but they said obviously they're judging off what they would consider a 100-point run and then basing it off that. It's crazy because, like, he could have taken a victory lap. He had a 96, and he was in first place, and then he went and throws down a 99. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Um, I just, okay, I was cruising around the Olympic site last night, and I found out Danny Davis didn't qualify for this year's Olympics, but... In his official bio on the Olympics crew uh, website, it, the first sentence mm-hmm. says, Danny Davis is part of the Friends crew aimed at keeping snowboarding about snowboarding instead of contests and rankings. I'm like, 
that's who you root for. That's the guy right there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and Kevin Pierce I mean, is on the Friends crew. Like, that Friends cool crew thing is cool. Like, I like that. Yeah, and it's, well, and it's strange because there's still a double-edged sword because they say, yeah, it's about having fun and not competing, but they're still competing in the Olympics. Yeah. There's a whole sect of professional snowboarders uh, that completely just boycott the Olympics entirely. Um, there's a lot of very talented snowboarders that completely just don't even participate. To me, who totally could, you know, compete and probably place if they wanted to. But video they parts are more to, important. Uh, well, and a lot of these guys aren't even really strong in video parts anymore, but they just feel really strongly that they don't want to be in that competition scale. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that snowboarding and all the rules for it in the Olympics are still governed by the uh, Ski Association. There's not even a governing body of snowboarders that control the rules and regulations for the Olympic sport of like slope style and half pipe. It's still controlled by uh, the skiing organization, which is kind of messed up. Right, like I'll completely and that's the reason ignore. A lot of guys are boycotting it. I'll completely ignore border cross because that's stupid to me. That's the same <laughs> as skiing down a hill, like watching guys race. Is that down. the one? They're like we're on a. There's like four guys on a track, yeah. and they're like racing down. That's stupid. Okay, so let me. You guys talk about this competition thing in snowboarding. Isn't there, like, the equivalent of, like, a dew tour, Mountain Dew tour for, like, snowboarding? Yeah. Like, year-round, or, like, not necessarily year-round, but they have, like, a season of, like, competitions? People hate everything. Like, if it's televised, like, ESPN gets shunned, you know, because it's, like, a jock network. It's a sport network, but they cash in once a year on action sports and a lot of people hate that and there's a lot of people out there that you've never heard of that are just like fuck all that like i can make money on my own right so these guys that you're talking about like boycotting the olympics do they not do them other no tours or no, nothing? No, no, no generally not they just do they do it for fun they do videos stuff like that and they get paid you know yeah. they represent very well what you know and people look up to that there's there's a whole subculture of people that like look up to that of like a youtube presence is it then or yeah instagram youtube video parts things like that okay like what like what do you think well, what is video parts um like a lot of times a team will put out a video like a snowboard company yeah will film for a year like rome always makes one okay uh, rome snowboards right they put the rome dvd out and it's they have 15 people on their team so they have 15 four or five minute parts and then usually a couple guys get like a 10 minute part they're the headliners of that video okay and you get to watch them do crazy shit they go on trips they film a lot of times there's magazine articles involved and just so they so some of these guys don't necessarily compete. They just do that that stuff. Mm-hmm. They represent very yeah, well, okay. and they're also wearing other cl- like say like Rome Snowboards is doing it, but the guy is wearing a Volcom hoodie. Okay. So he rep you know like Volcom is now happy, and so he gets to stay on their company. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's interesting. There's a lot to that. And, like, well, like Tim was saying, there's this whole subculture to it. So especially out of Minnesota and out of the cities, there's been a lot of really, I guess you'd say, popular or really, yeah, I'd say popular. There's been a lot of popular riders that have come out of the Minneapolis area in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, I know you were talking about Joe Sexton. He's definitely uh, one of the first people to come on the scene as, like, a Minnesota snowboarder. Because usually when you think about snowboarders and, like, if you watch the Olympics, it'll have, like, the hometown 
of a lot of these people competing, it's like, and a lot of them will be in California or Vermont or Connecticut, you know, yeah. either the coast. Yep, Connecticut or Mammoth Lakes, California. That's literally where everybody on the Olympic stage is at. But um, there's been this huge kind of surge in the last couple of years where a lot of these really talented riders are coming out of. Like, who's Minnesota. that guy who started Celtic Gloves? Uh, that was Bjorn Lines. Yeah, Bjorn Lines. He's from. And here. He actually. Yep, uh, Dan Breezy yep. is from St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Paul, who I've gotten to ride with a couple times and hang out with, he uh, came out of the city's area. He actually rode at like Trollhaugen and Wild Mountain and those kind of areas. And he blew up really big. He was actually competing uh, in X Games for like the street style portion of that. And he's been doing a lot of what you said, just doing a lot of work for companies and riding and creating video parts and he's just like he blew up a couple years ago and just like took the whole kind of face of snowboarding as far as that alternative scene by storm yeah so yeah there's a lot of really underdog kids and people that totally are the opposite of what you think of when you think of sean whites that are making a living at snowboarding and have their own pro models Mm -hmm. and all this Definitely. So it's definitely there's a lot there's a lot of different spectrums to snowboarding and yeah I mean Sean White is one end of that spectrum where it's very much about competition based and style and I guess the appearance of looking good even if what you're doing behind the scenes maybe doesn't mirror that and then <laughs> yeah there's people that are very genuine and riding you know on this very different level that are spot- sponsored by Paul Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I mean it's the differences. It's like it's their personality shines through in the writing rather than like this air of perfection it's all about how well you can do a trick it's right. not about the style and the personal flair you give to it and that's really the push like when tim talks about these videos it's about like a person's personal style and their touch and what they bring to something so if you're going to watch the same video of like someone riding on the same jump or doing something the same way that get boring real fast but like the whole appeal of these is it's something new and interesting and it's almost like an art form more than it is even a feat of athleticism so that's really the best way to maybe talk about it. It's like it's literally like athletics and art mixed together when they talk about making a snowboarding video. Like that's the best way to think about it. Yeah, because it's not all and just like that's the appeal. It's not just straight snowboarding. There's like hangout scenes. There's like comedy sketches, and a lot of them, you know, like it's it's just really cool. It's like they show you the process of like melting a rail off that's frozen with like that propane torch, and you don't have to put that in there. You could just show them hitting the rail, but like just that little touch. It's just, it's so perfect. Yeah, there's it's a lot of storytelling. I don't know, it's, it's yeah, it takes it beyond just a sport into more of, like, a lifestyle. Mm-hmm, for sure. But, All right. I don't know, and, like, yeah, I think I think that's definitely what Tim and I resonate more with is the lifestyle and the idea that there's so much, you know, unique kind of individual touch you can put into snowboarding that makes it fun and not so much being really, really talented and doing things perfectly, you know, like Sean White. <laughs> perfect, full circle. Uh, Travis, I'm going to let you Fair go. Fair enough. But before I do... Uh, have you heard of Marcus Cleveland? Uh, yes. Holy crap. I was watching his videos. I think he spent half of 2017 upside down. <laughs> Dude is going to be, yeah, too bad he doesn't ride for us. <laughs> Norway, I think. Uh, probably. I know there's an Australian that's extremely talented yep. in the Superpipe. Yep, I saw that profile right on now. X Games, yeah. All right. Yeah, he dominated X Games. Travis, do you have anything to plug? Um, oh, man, so many things. 
Um, I was talking about all the people that I've gotten to meet. Like, I was talking about Tommy. Um, there's a bunch of other pros, like RP and that, that we've gotten to ride with. Um, so all that is through uh, a coaching program that I work with called Foundation 725. Um, it's basically just, like, faith-based, like, mentorship through snowboarding. We also do, like, wake surfing and skateboarding. Um yeah, it's like the big thing. I don't know if it's a great plug unless you live in the area around here where we do that coaching. But well, we've got, we've got listeners all over closer. Minnesota. So, oh, awesome! Maybe, maybe some of them have heard of us. Maybe they haven't. But yeah, uh, Foundation Seven Twenty Five is kind of like the program and the coaching uh, that I do. I think our website is ride seven twenty five dot com. So all right, I'll put that in the show out. notes. And then you are yeah, on Twitter. You are at T Lang Photo and Instagram. Yeah, that's me. All right. Yep. Also, I'm on Twitter too at Tealine Photo, but I rarely post, so all right. Probably just stick to Instagram. Very cool, man. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the insight. Yeah, no problem. It was. Yeah, Corey, you were so quiet during all this. Well, I was just taking it I in and I listening. More of your insight. <laughs> I yeah, don't have much to add. Here. That's why I said I pay attention to snowboarding once every four years. Oh shoot! <laughs> all right, big takeaway though: Are you going to watch the Olympics, and who are you going to root for? Uh, the Ben guy with the younger brother, Gabe. I forget there we the last go. We name. got him off the Conway. <laughs> there we go. Ferguson. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. Yeah, see you, Travis. Awesome, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, make me over. All right. We're back. We got a few things to do before we close up shop tonight. Um... Are we doing picks? Yes or no? Well, so I texted Andy and I said, "Who are you picking for the Super Bowl? The Pats by four or Pats minus four and a half is the official pod spread." And then he says, "I'm only picking if we do a pops, a props pod." So Which we basically just did. Yeah. He doesn't know about that though. So I don't have his official pick. Um, I'm actually taking the Eagles. I'm 50-50 right now. I really think it's 50-50. As much as I hate to say it, but um, I I think with that spread, I would take the Eagles. All the money's coming in on the Eagles. Right. Is it like the four-point favorite? That was a big stutter there. That is correct. It's a four-point spread. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm still going to leave. You don't bet against the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Did you see Bill Belichick's um, – how is this different from your other, like, seven Super Bowl appearances? It's in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't mind Tom Brady as a person. I don't mind Belichick as a coach. I do – yeah, I, I'm with you. I was just having this conversation at the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Or in the AFC Championship I do, game. I do get bored seeing them in there every year. Like I and, and I'm like that whether it's whether it's, you know, football, baseball. Um if my favorite team isn't in it, I want to see somebody new. You know, I would have loved to see the Jaguars in the Super Bowl just because it's something new. It's a new or team in the there. The Bills to make it or the Bills. To make it to the AFC right. game. <laughs> um you know, so I mean like Andy said last week, you know, we're witnessing greatness. Tom Brady is probably the best quarterback to ever play the game, um, and we're seeing him do it. I'm just bored with the Patriots making it every year. You know, I'm not. I became a Patriots fan. I said it probably a week ago, and I don't remember saying it, but that Deflategate thing, 
made me a Patriots fan. Fair enough. That that was an undeserved four game punishment, and they came back and won the Super Bowl. He Hell broke the yeah. rules. No, <laughs> but he did. Yeah, but I mean, AP beat his kids. I mean, I wouldn't call it cheating, but he broke the rules. Every quarterback does that. Every quarterback has their like how they like their footballs. Yeah, but he got caught. I know, but everybody like they they scuff them up, they sand them up, they do all kinds of shit to them to get the quarterbacks to like them. I don't know about that. They do. Okay, but he got caught. Right. Whatever. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. Like, I, 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 like that is the dumbest and most undeserving. Where did that punishment come from? What rule book did he pull that from? Uh, f- the Lance Corporal Goodell. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I hate Goodell so much. I want to buy one of those expensive barstool sweatshirts that has his face, but it's a clown nose on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I want to get one of those so bad. Well, then they're, order one. They're at Cowboy Jack's all week. Oh, the barstool guys are? Yeah, they're doing their barstool radio from Cowboy Jacks, and they're getting like people to walk up and stuff and be like... Because they get a serious channel now, too. I'm listening every night. They go on live at night. They go on about, about drive time. Okay. And I'll listen to them for half an hour every night. It's pretty funny. Like They got college kids walking up to them like, where are you from, man? And it's like, northern Minnesota. And they're all like, oh, hoity-toity. He's like, no, I mean like lakes country. They're like, oh, you're some kind of weird guy. (laughs) (laughs) They start talking about, like, you should come ice fishing with us and all that. (laughs) It's it's good. Ice fishing. That's, like, the biggest thing that I get asked about when I, like, go, like, to a a southern state is ice fishing. Okay. Um, Do you guys really, like, go out on the ice and fish? Well, I don't. I mean, I do like once a year with my father-in-law, but you know, I'm not one of them guys that like makes a habit of it and does it, you know, every yeah. free second that I get. But yeah, people do do it. They go out, they drill a hole in the ice and you know, sit out in a in a little shack on the ice and drink beer and do whatever. Oh, man. How do you get out there? It's like a long ways to walk. I'm like, "No, you drive your vehicle out on the ice and you drive on the ice." They're just like amazed that you, you know, just every time you go down south, you should have that DNR card picture on your phone that tells you level of iceness and what vehicle. It starts with a snowmobile, oh, goes yeah, to a yeah. four wheeler, yep. then to like a small S10, then to like a full size pickup with a topper on it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like keeps getting like you know five inches, you know eight inches. <laughs> well, I told them you know because when I like when I was in North Carolina, them guys were really obsessed with it. And I had told them that, you know, we had been up to Lake of the Woods, like, the winter before that, and the ice was, like, 40 inches thick. You know, like, it was... That's, too, that is unfathomable. Like, I guess, like, if you start thinking about it, because I don't ice fish, but obviously I get it because I live up here. Yeah. But just the idea that a body of water is that big, like, as big as Lake of the Woods, and there's no support beams, there's no, you know, going across. Right. You're just out there in the middle of it. It's like, that is insane. It, it just works that way. Yeah, just the way it is. That's insanity. Speaking of insanity, there's an article in our local paper this week. Yeah. I want you to read it because um, the last two lines are, everybody, is what you're going to want to be listening for. Um, a local guy sculpted the Super Bowl Roman numerals in his front lawn, and it was pretty cool. And... The, of course, our paper ran it as news. So the headline is, so they had the photo. You don't have the photo here. Um, but like you said, the photo was like the Super Bowl logo. 
uh, made out of snow in this guy's yard. And the headline reads, obviously, a football fan lives here. Mm-hmm. Um, the National Football Conference champion Philadelphia Eagles will play the American Football Conference champion New England Patriots. Right there. Can I stop you? What the fuck? <laughs> why Why spell it out? Why not just say NFC or AFC? Or why even put that at all? Continue. Yeah, I mean, they really, I mean... They're filling that, that's so That's the much least space. of our concerns in this Just that story. alone, though. That alone, though, is already off to an odd, but okay, I'll keep going. To decide the league champion for the 2017 NFL season... The National Football League. Why didn't they know. type out National Football League? <laughs> Sunday, February 4th at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Super Bowl 52 will be the 52nd Super Bowl. <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> um, as local homeowners, homeowner uh, Keith Olson spelled out with a snow sculpture in Roman numerals. The January 2nd snowstorm in southern Minnesota provided a good quantity and a good quality snow as could be seen in uh, of snow sculptures, mostly snowmen, that were sculpted around town. A snowman is an anthropo anthropomorphic snow sculpture often built by children in regions with sufficient snowfall. In case you are wondering, the dictionary defines anthropomorphic as having human characteristics. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? That, they explain my friends, to you is the Springfield is, is this, is it Advanced, Press. Advanced Press. They need to tell you what a snowman is. In case you were wondering, a snowman is an anthropomorphic being. And then they use the word that they have to put the definition of the word in the article. And they spelled the wrong. And they spelled the wrong. T-H-D. Yes. <laughs> Wait, let me check. Yeah, they're pretty close on the keyboard. Um, yeah, I was puzzled by that. Like, that's a lot of... That made it... I'm usually not this mean on Instagram, but I was upset with this article. This article bothered me. I'm like, why is why did you need to add like those last two lines explaining what a snowfall was, or what a snowman is? Right. Or, <laughs> they, sorry, yeah, they snowball, snowman. I mean, were they just trying? Was this one of them situations where they had that much space to fill up on the paper? I think it was like there must be a new guy, and it was somebody like me. Like I'm a fuck with them. Like let's just see what I can get away with here, because it seems like it's someone who's trying to be funny. It seems like they're trying to be goofy. No, I think it's someone. I think they were like, "We need this. We need this story to be X amount of words." I don't think so. I really don't because you could have always just said like, extended another article with what the kids ate at what event they attended at the library because they always say that. Yeah, the yeah. kids had a nice serving of punch and cookies. All enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so. I I mean, I'm going to be curious to see if this is how the Springfield Press, Advanced Press, advances into the future, if the stories are going to continue to be like this. In a decade, are we going to see an, uh, an article that says Doris Weber celebrates 70th year at the Springfield Advanced Press? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. How long has she been there now? 60. They just ran that article. They did, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. I mean, I didn't realize that she was that old. Um, I doubt if we'll see a 70. Is is she, like, is there anybody else there? Yeah. Well, obviously there is, but, I mean, do they have somebody new? Do you know? Is that... Um, as far as editor-in-chief, I don't know, but I know of a few people that work there. Okay. That could probably, like, someone gets promoted or something. Yeah. Maybe they've got, like, a high school kid doing an intern or something that wrote this. A high school kid's doing an intern there. So maybe they do. Oh, doing an internship, you mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that could be the case. So, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep the listeners posted on the happenings in the Springfield Advance Press. I think, honestly, I'm going to start buying the paper every week. We've said for years that we should subscribe to it, and we never do. I think I'm just going to, if I don't subscribe to it, I'm just going to start picking it up every week, and for this show alone, it's We can worth... review it on the show? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Because <laughs> there was, like, four other things that were very questionable in this <laughs> week's paper. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, pick a subject on there. Um, the Indians are retiring the Chief Wahoo logo. Yeah, um, but next year, not this coming season. Right, so tw- you have 2020 here, but it's 2019. They're going to retire it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like they admitted that it's racist and disrespectful, but we're going to go one more season with I it. I think the reasoning behind that is because we're literally like three weeks from spring training starting. Okay. I don't think it has to do with... It's not that hard to print shirts, though. Yeah, but when, you've, when you've got an entire organization, you're not going to rebrand an entire organization in a month. Well, I don't know. It's not like it was a knee-jerk re- decision. They've been thinking about this for a long time. You've been thinking about it for a long time, but, you know... I can't... Uh, I just... I'm going to buy some Cleveland Indian shirts this year, and I'm going to put them away and and not wear them for, like, 20 years. Realistically, I mean, they haven't been using the logo on the hats for a number of years. It's just a C. Right. They've just had the the patch on the sleeve. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like how the Twins have the TC, not that big, that M. Right. Well, I'm over that M, even though it's still current. Did you know that they, they still use that? Oh, yeah, that's like an alternative hat. It's weird, bubbly. It looks like a starter jacket era logo. I like it. Fair enough. It's I like the, Minis- the Minnesota I like the Twins, not the TC Twins. I know, but I like that TC I one like a whole both. bunch better. It's yeah. classic looking, kind of like whatever you got on your hat. St. Paul Saints. Is that what that is? Okay, yeah. I could, it was a lot of... It looked like a gang sign. <laughs> no, it's the St. Paul Saints. STP. STP. Stone Temple Pilots. Um, Rest so, in peace, Scott. So, yeah, I mean, so it's been a long time coming. I mean, the Braves retired their... Uh, what? They had like a... Tomahawk thing? No, they had like a warrior mascot head thing, you know, years and years ago that, that's been, you know. So I think, you know, this was only a matter of time. Will they end up changing the mascot altogether? I don't think so. This thing, like, I just... it. I don't know why, but this one was the most obvious for, like, people that were mad at, like, the Fighting Sioux and things like that. And this one is just straight up, we're Indians. And it didn't, it bothered me the least. Right. And I, I th- did not care. I think, I think the, the character Chief Wahoo it's a cartoon. logo, you know, I could see where they could find that offensive. Um, 
but as far as like Indians, I don't think that's like considered a derogatory term. So. I don't think it isn't. I don't. Right. I it's feel not like, like the Redskins. Right. Exactly. It's, right. It's not like Slowpoke Rodriguez. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I think it's a good move. I'll, I'll be curious to see if they come up with anything else or if they're just going to use the C. You know, I don't. I don't. They won't change their names. It'll be a long time before they change their right, names. Right, and that's why Indians. I'm wondering if, if, so if, like, is the logo for the Indians just going to be the C? I think it will you be. You know, they won't have anything else. They'll, they'll come up with the creative text. They've got, like, an I, too, yeah. that they use on some things, so. Um, and, yeah, that's my take on the Indians yeah. mascot. Yeah. So, Blake Griffin got traded to yeah. the Pistons. Yeah. I, I know you don't care about that, and I don't either. I just wanted to talk about that for a minute. I was thinking Andy might be here. He's the basketball guru. But say you're Blake Griffin. You're the franchise player drafted there. Like You're the guy in L.A. You've gotten used to L.A. life. I think he's dating one of the Kardashians or the Jenners or something like that. Oh, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, that's a little bit of an adjustment, L.A. life to teach. And he found out about the trade on Twitter. Yeah, that's embarrassing too. Yeah. Yeah. I actually heard that on Barstool Sirius XM. Um, he, okay, I'm not a great NBA mind, and I'm, I'm sure he's still a good player, but I don't think he's in that, like, top five range. Oh, no, that, he's not. That he was, he's like, not. a few years ago. Um, Did you hear the rumors about LeBron going to the Warriors? Shut the NBA down if they let that happen. He's going to explore that in free agency. It's free agency, man. If he wants to go there and take less money to... Warriors, Globetrotters, NBA, Generals. Yeah. If that happens. Um, okay, so back to Blake Griffin. Uh, what do you want to say? The, the I'm transition just saying that, to Detroit might suck for him? Yeah, compared Prob- to L.A.? Probably. Fuck, that would suck. Yeah. I might even consider quitting the league if I have to go from... Because he's got a couple, like, 100 mil saved up. I bet he's got 200 and million And he's got, like, bank. a long contract, I think, too, from what I read. Yeah. Like a four- or five-year contract yet, so... It might be worth, like, saying, like, dude, I would rather play for the Pacers than I Detroit. Would, <laughs> the no. Pistons? Yeah, I mean... Put me in Charlotte. I'll make the Bobcats relevant. <laughs> I wonder if he had to approve the trade, though. Like, I wonder if they have, like, a no-trade clause like they well, do no, with, like, like baseball said. where they've got to approve the trade. Well, like you said, he he did find out about it through Twitter. Right. Yeah, so, so he probably didn't approve it. Right. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And as far as LeBron going to the Warriors. That's a rumor that's about a him rumor. I mean, he's going to be a free agent, so right. he can go wherever he wants. And is it lame? Yeah, because then he's going to win a sixth or seventh title and... The people say, "Oh, he's got more rings than Michael J- or Michael Jordan." Well, look at the team that he's going to be on too. That's for- why I I would not like. I like watching the Wolves a little bit here and there uh, on the weekends. Usually, yeah. Friday night, if you have people over, you put it on mute. You put the game on. That's when I watch the Wolves. I would not even consider doing that if LeBron was on the Warriors. Yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know if my watching would go up or down. I mean, I'm sort of the. I like to know how they're doing. Um, I don't watch basketball often, but when I do, I think this is more fun than I remember it being like. But I just don't make it a point to get into it and watch it. Like when we we go to you know high school games one or two a year, nor- normally towards the end of the year, and it's like this is fun watching this, like funner than I remembered it being. Well, like, that's because we have a kid who's a junior who's in the two thousand point club, right? And yeah, they're ranked like number two in the state. 
Yeah, that makes it fun, I bet. It does. I'll watch it when they're on TV, because they will be. Yeah, you know, right. Come state tournament time. That's true. That's when I'm going to watch them. That's true. But, I mean, the same thing with, like, the Wolves, though. Like, when I catch them on TV, I'll watch them. I'll be like, well, this is kind of fun to watch, but it's interesting. To me, basketball, I'm happy just, like, especially if I'm just watching it on TV, give me the final five minutes of the fourth quarter. Because even it's that's going to take a half hour to finish. minutes, yeah. But, like, it's not like baseball and football and, you know, where that first score is going to decide the game. So, like, in that first 30 seconds of the game and a guy makes a layup and it's 2 nothing, woo-hoo, <laughs> game's over. No. Like, you're going to play to 100, so. It seems like two NBA players during the season don't care as much. Right. Come playoff time, they care a lot more. Yeah. They coast, like, um, last year the Wolves beat the Warriors in season. Yeah. It's because the Warriors are just like, we don't Well, care. they take nights off. Like, yeah. big stars will just yeah. not play for. They just relax and. No, like, even the entire team's in coast mode. Like, yeah. That's fine. We can handle a loss. You know, let's relax. So, it'll be interesting to see. Um, the Wolves are, you know, doing surprisingly well this year. You know, it'd be better if Andy was here to kind of give us some more insight on that because now that the football season is to be over, we're going to have to find something more to talk about. So Right. Um, you guys probably don't want to hear about my competitive snowboarding takes anymore. So, um, <laughs> uh, better than I'd rather hear about that than hockey. So, um. I don't know. I, I I watch hockey more than I watch basketball. I watch hockey. You know what? You know what's coming up in hockey. February for competitive stuff? Racing's coming back up. Like car racing. Yeah. Wow. All right, we're gonna do a racing <laughs> report. We're gonna do a racing report. Okay. World of Outlaws has decided that they're gonna broadcast every single event on the internet this year. Oh, well, great! I'm gonna sign up for that package. That sounds great. I'm going to let you guys know what's going on every week. I'll let you know what's going on in professional wrestling. There we go. I'm just kidding, <laughs> listeners. We're not doing either of that. <laughs> um, I do have one more thing I can on hear list. people hitting the unsubscribe button right now as we say that. Which, by the way, uh, check the analytics. Or analytics. I said that wrong. Uh, our subscriber rate is they're consistent. So thank you, subscribers. Tell your friends about it, though. Yeah. Um, halftime show at Super Bowl. I want to talk a little bit about that. JT. Justin Timberlake in the house. Go Pack Go, he said today. Yeah, fuck him. What the fuck? I hope he dies. That was weird. Did you see that question? I didn't. Like, they, I read about it on Twitter. They asked him who, was gonna, who uh, he was rooting for. Check out our account. I tweeted it out today. And he today. just said, go Pack Go. They asked who he's rooting for because you're friends with Tom Brady. And he goes, I got to play Philly soon. You're putting me in a bad spot. Okay, but let's just say, like, you don't have to do any of that. What do you think? And he goes... Go, Pack, go. She's like, she asks him a question like, oh, what? No, no. He's like, go, Pack, go. Like, what the fuck? So did he forget that he was in Minneapolis? On top of, well, he doesn't know about that. Like, I don't think the Packers can, the Packers-Vikings rivalry isn't a nationwide Right, thing. yeah, I get that, but. I could pull that up. It would have been more fitting if he would have been like, go Vikings, you know, just because it's the local team sort Why of thing. Why would he say that, though? And. I just, I don't get it. It was a weird thing he did there. Yeah. Did you see Gronk's weather report? Here it is. You'll be rooting for the Patriots. I have to go on tour in Philadelphia, woman. What are you doing You to can me? do it. You can do it. It's okay to say it right here just between you and I. Uh, Come on. Go, pack, go. <laughs> go, pack? Pack. 
Patriots. Pa- go pa- pa- Patriots. Go. I'm telling Tom Brady. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I'm more interested in the halftime show than in the game this year because I, I think Justin's a pretty good entertainer. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably going to just maybe. I will like, actually watch it this year. I'll, I'll follow on Twitter, and then when I see it's going to halftime, I'll turn the game on then because I really have no interest in watching the game. We all say that, but we're all going to watch the game. Okay. Super Bowl halftime show. I think a lot of things could happen. NSYNC reunion, probably. Um, it's possible. But I I think it's more likely that we see Chris Stapleton come out. Yeah, because they got a song together. A new song. Two songs together. Mm-hmm. One on Chris's album, one on Justin's album. It's weird that, you know, when Coldplay did the Super Bowl, we also knew that Red Hot or Bruno was going to be a part of it. And then when Bruno was headlining the year before, it was um, Red Hot Chili Peppers with him. And we knew that going in. We don't know going into it. It could just be a straight-up Justin solo five songs. Yeah, I don't think so, though. I mean, they, they always do something big. Um, uh, yeah. I think he's gonna do a Prince song. You do. I do. Lots of talk about that. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't include I mean, a little bit I mean, of it. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't either. But because he's got his album coming out on Friday. I mean, he's admitted that Prince is a big like influence of his to begin with. And like, if Prince was still alive, I don't think it would be the topic. But obviously, it might be like just a yeah. just a quick tribute, and it might be you know. Three lines, not Three even lines. a chorus. It know? might it might be a, a part of a guitar solo, and you know. I think it's gonna be let's go crazy if it's anything. That was kind of my thought too, and it, that might even be the open of it. Mm-hmm. Like it might be the dearly beloved nah, blah 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 blah. Because he's been around for like you know as a solo successful solo act for since like two thousand four. Yeah, he's gonna start with one of his own jams, I think. Yeah, but I could see him doing the whole Dearly Beloved thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like you could do, only do that to start with. And doing that to open it, and then doing like the first verse of Let's Go Crazy, and then going into his own stuff. Did you see the headline today that he was, he's been practicing 8 to 10 hours a day for this? I saw that. And then somebody, or then you tweeted like, I work 8 to 10 hours a day too. Why don't you retweet about me or something? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're just doing your job, Justin? Good for you, buddy. Good job, yeah. I shouldn't be doing that because it's not like he's doing the reporting on that. Right. <laughs> but still, it's like, that's a dumb headline. Yeah, I mean, some of these headlines that you see come out of the Super Bowl, like, I, there was news today that Tom Brady, or that, uh, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Gronk? No. Um, Belichick? No, 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 no. Sorry. Sports reporter from Minneapolis, the old guy. Sid Hartman? Sid Hartman. There was an actual news story that Sid Hartman asked Goodell a question in a press conference. That was the news story, that Hartman asked Goodell a question. That was a local question. That was probably the Star Tribune who he's asking for. No, it was the Minnesota Vikings Twitter, oh, really? Twitter account. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, Sid Hartman is a, I mean... Whatever he he should yeah he should have been retired a long time ago he he's an icon as far mm-hmm. as like what he does but give me a break the guy is incoherent and ninety eight fucking years old I'm not even that big of a fan of his son no all right so let's end on a positive note Super Bowl's coming up obviously it's this weekend I think I'm gonna make some pork nachos that's what I was getting at what's on the menu um you know for a few years I I would host a regular Super Bowl party and we'd have friends over 
Um, last year, I actually was was gone for work, so I watched the Super Bowl in a hotel room in Des Moines by myself. The Help year, me make yeah, it right. through the night. The year before that, we had a snowstorm the day of the Super Bowl, so we canceled, so no one came over for our party. Um, but before that, I was always make like a nice spread of food and stuff, and I was actually... You know, thinking about doing that this year, but now I really have no interest in the game. Seriously, I mean, I'll probably end up watching it. But I said that as soon as we lost that NFC game, but I'm like, I've calmed down because you know what, the whole like hashtag not my Super Bowl, all that. Yeah. You know what, that team did not deserve to be in the Super Bowl. They played like complete garbage. Yeah. They the right team made it. Yeah, for sure. You know, the the Eagles played their best game of the season, and the Vikings played their one absolute worst. Probably not their at well, yeah, probably their absolute worst game of. The season individually the amongst every player yeah. played their worst game i think yeah i mean besides like rudolph got a touchdown yeah on the first drive but we don't deserve i'm over it like i'm over it too and i'll probably watch this because there'll be nothing else on and and the there's a big cliffhanger episode of this is us on after the game so for your wife well i like that show it's, all right so for real what's on uh it's catchy I probably would too. I, um, I don't know. To like, seriously, I saw a recipe. I saw a thing for some pork nachos today. I might try to try might might try to cap them off. Um, otherwise, I don't know. See see what the day brings. I got I got kind of a mental kind of a mental plan going in my head right now. I'm thinking uh, I got to take a look at how many. Uh, Are you gonna make your award winning chili? <laughs> I should and bring it over to your place. <laughs> no, I gotta take a look at how many. I need four crock pots, so I think we only have three. I'm not positive. It's we're going dip heavy. Okay. Um, got a Velveeta base dip. Got a buffalo chicken dip that I want to do. I need a small one because I gotta have little smokies with barbecue sauce. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make pulled pork like barbecued, and you need another crock pot for that. And then something grilled, and then lots of beer and dessert. I had some pretty good barbecue yesterday. In Des Moines? Yeah. Yeah. They brought it in for lunch from a place called uh, Jethro's. Jethro. Yeah. Was, was told there. It was pretty legit. No, he was not. <laughs> but it was pretty legit. It was pretty good stuff. That's so. good. Uh, you know, like, that's always fun. Yep. Other, you know, other places and all so, that. So... You know, like I said, I haven't really thought about the menu. Normally, I would do wings, uh, probably some some sh- bacon wrapped shrimp. You know, a lot of just snacky or dervy stuff. I have an off air question about wings to you. I haven't thought about it, but I'll probably put something together. Yeah, I'm gonna go spread heavy. I might even do like finger sandwiches. And my favorite thing is, is that we're not hosting. How do fingers taste? Oh man, <laughs> we're not hosting a party. It's just going to be me and my wife and my dog. That's what's going to be at my house. So <laughs> so we're going to have so much food for a week. <laughs> and I was talking about this with someone I work with, and they were like, you know, that's the best part is you just eat food and watch the game. I'm like, I kind of think I've started to notice that in this state in the winter, at least once a month, there's a huge spread for something. For something. Like Thanksgiving, <laughs> Christmas, Super Bowl. Yeah, it's gonna something else is gonna pop up, and there's gonna be a huge spread of food. <laughs> and then we will have the we'll have our traditional Valentine's Day party where we'll have our big spread. <laughs> oh wait, we missed the uh, Groundhog Day party today. Oh yeah, shoot! You know, next year that's on a Friday. We will definitely celebrate for sure. 
I think it's Tyler Berg's birthday today. Shout out to Tyler Berg. It is the second, isn't it? Today is the first. Yeah, this just, is getting released on the second. He, yeah. So, so sorry about your mailbox. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Andy or uh, Tyler got his mailbox backed over by Tim. So well, that car doesn't work anymore. So if it makes you feel better, <laughs> well, you don't know that. You don't know if that guy's still got that car running. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a good time. Good time was had by all. Tell your friends about us. Peace. Peace.